The mother guys ain't got no style. We know what's up before we go there. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the fans' voice. You hear them both cows. This what the people need and what they want now. This is the What's going on, people? People, it's your homie, homie CL. I'm back live on the Rundown South. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all for joining me. However, you're joining me. Hopefully, you came from therundown.com. That's D A Rundown.com. And if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, whatever you prefer. We're here for you. We're trying to be available. So, there's no excuse. If you love this type of content, then you shouldn't just have it ready to go in your pocket wherever you be, might be at you did and uh if you heard the last episode shout out to that boy keith nelson jr for coming on talking a whole lot of hip-hop in this kyle kaepernick situation that seemed to be just taking on a little bit of a life of his own in despite of the nfl season starting last night so i had to go ahead and do a quick little sports pod to follow that one up so I got my boy Easy's life that I might call Slim from time to time. What's going on, Easy? What happened with you, bro? You still there? Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, there you go. What shit? What happened with you, bro? Where you, where you at right now? I'm on the highway, man. Just passing Georgetown. You know what I'm saying? Bro. Um, I'm feeling really excited for the last match game, man. I'm glad football season's back. I'm glad the Panthers got it. I feel it's going to be a great season. Okay, so you feeling real optimistic about how the football season is going to play out. And it should be a good one because it usually always is. But uh, I'm sure you feel also optimistic about your Falcons, too. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence this year. This oh. time, like one of my first years in a long time, I'm on the fence um, about my uh, It's more the youth, you know what I'm saying? We had, we're so young on defense now. Yeah, um, respect. The only, the only good thing about it is the youth did beat out our veterans, you know what I'm saying, and fair competition and training camp. So hopefully that sign of some good things to come, but you already know how they're going to have rookie moments just hope they don't come at a bad time right and that's part of the course that's basically the template that uh, Dan Quinn has been following if you saw what he did in Seattle you know get a bunch of young guys in there and bring them along as soon as they feel like they're a little bit ready so yeah I mean hope Hopefully the same blueprint, hopefully the same outcome. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, we... There's a lot that's going to go into that. Uh, but, all right, let's talk about last night's game just real quick. And then I guess we can kind of preview the weekend. Uh, so, you saw something in Trevor Simeon that I didn't see because, unfortunately, I didn't get to tune in to, like, End of the third, early fourth quarter. But uh, so, what what was it 
that you really saw in Trevor Simeon that made you feel like uh, he could be that guy? His poise, his calmness, he never seemed rattled when he was last night at all. Like I said, even when they sent the safety blitz at him and he did some young quarterback stuff, like he looked to the right and never looked back to the left to see where the blitz or the pressure might be coming from. And he got hit. And even when he got hit, when you see him re replay, it's like you didn't see him caught like a deer in the headlights. It was like, okay, here comes the guy. Let me go ahead and cover the ball up and take the hit, go down, get up, get ready for the next play. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you didn't see a lot of Blaine Gabbert moments last night. Okay, so he he, he looked super scared like he did it, uh, Blaine did in, in Jacksonville. And that is on the beat. Yeah, he, he, he seemed like he's ready. Now, we. Um, I can't think about how, exactly how many yards he threw. I think he might have threw over a little, little over 200. I'm not quite sure. But he was like 18 to 26, one touchdown. And one of the picks was tipped, but you can't take the interception away from the defense. It was still a pick. The way those, the way it played out, it just better than one and one, or one and one and touchdown touchdowns. It looked a whole lot better than that. And then you have to that against the killer. Okay. So. Carolina to give him confidence throughout the rest of the year, basically. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you just play one of the better defenses you can hang. You know what I'm saying? If you play the Carolina Panthers again, week 16, week 17, he's going he's gonna to put up three touchdowns, maybe a pick. Really? And, and cover three hundred. Feel like he, that's how comfortable he's going to get in this offense sooner or later. Okay, so you feeling real optimistic about this dude, man? And I mean, you already know me, bro. You know, you do it three times, then I might believe it. You know, because twice is a coincidence, three times is a trend. So I just using that that uh, logic. He showed me something again to get some other good defenses. Know, especially later on in the season when everybody really ready to go, then I might be able to go ahead and rock with you on it. But I, I'm, I can't. I give you credit though. You know what I'm saying? If he end up being that dude, I'm, I'm say that right now. He didn't watch. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna watch the the replay in a little bit. I'm gonna watch this shit because I just gotta find a stream. But I'm, I'm gonna watch it and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see what you're talking about. Now, <clears throat> on the flip side of things, which is why I decided to go ahead and do a podcast right now, which is all of the hot, scorching Carolina takes you was throwing out. Let's talk about Cam, because I'm fully on the Cam train. I think he's going to take another step forward as a passer. Uh, adding Calvin Benjamin to the formula will give him another weapon and another way to, you know, stretch defense. I think play-action passes are going to be really uh, important when they get their timing down. Now, you on the other hand, you, you're not that big of a cam believer. I don't know why, but explain yourself. First of all, I feel like, I, I feel like a lot of my people, including you, are on Cam's bandwagon. One, because he's a black quarterback. All right, that's an inherent bias. I'll give you that. Continue. 
messing with Cam because he's from the city. You know what I'm saying? He's really from Atlanta. Okay. He, 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 he Atlanta cat. So I messed with him because of that. Now, when it comes to football, if any other, if anybody else did what Cam Newton did last year, I even you, I believe you would be like, I don't know. Let me see what he does this year. But I feel like all the other aspects of Cam, him being the, the dual Alright, so you you were saying that because of inherent biases that I'm looking past the fact that uh Cam would probably need to do it again if he was somebody else. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like the black I'm gonna keep it one hundred. I'm gonna keep it one say the black community would make Cam right now. Because, I mean, he, of course he had a good season last year, but we're the ones that's making him this, be this great guy before it even happened. Three years ago, when Matt Ryan took the Atlanta Falcons all the way to the, to the NFC Championship and lost, I didn't have this conversation with you. You said, what you told me was, let's see if he can do it again this year. Because I one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I've always said that. He still won? Well, okay, to be honest with you, at a year and a half, I'm going to have to take him out. I'm going to have to take him out of my top and a half. You know what I'm saying? Last year was really all Matt Ryan because everything else was really clicking around us except for Matt Ryan. Keep the 100 with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I as far as Cam Newton, like I said, the swag him being a dual threat quarterback, him being a black quarterback, especially down here in the South, you know what I'm saying, the whole Florida, well, I ain't gonna say, I'm not going to say Florida, the whole Atlanta, Alabama, South Carolina, North Carolina, Cam had that by the, by the chokehold, you know what I'm saying, and it's more because of his swagger than his play. Let me see it again. I, okay, alright, so did, you touching on a couple things right there. I know you got to go in a minute, so I'm going to try to keep it quick. For one, the swag element does add to his star. And that does make him uh, part of, you know, a pop culture because we do like that swag that uh, Cam is bringing to the field, to the NFL, you know, in front of mainstream America. Now, the other point of it is, you know, trying to see him do it again. I'm going to say this. We've seen him do it before. And that's part of why people are more willing to believe in Cam. Because we know he won a championship in junior college. A championship at Auburn. And came in balling in that rookie year. But it was still, you know, a wait and see thing. But I I feel like people have seen enough to feel like he's going to be somebody that's going to be around here for a while. All right, and we're going to continue this conversation all season long. But I do thank y'all once again for listening to The Rundown South. Uh, y'all have any questions or comments, please run them to at The Rundown South on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I am at CL, the main event, the host of this podcast. And uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. We need all the support we can get. And uh, we out here. Peace.